It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Battle of Ohio features two pretty banged-up teams. Let's get an update on Jamar Chase, then dive into a preview of the Bengals' Week 8 opponent. You are Locked On Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're your only daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and we're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate all of you who subscribe, who hit that thumbs up button, and who make us your first listen. You can join that club pretty easily just by doing all of those things wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And we've got some potential good news on Jamar Chase as more information has slowly trickled out over the weekend. And Some clearly good news on Trey Hendrickson, who will play against the Browns. But let's start with Jamar Chase James. And the news is that he is, at least for now, that's my caveat, not the Bengals' caveat, at least for now, not going on to injured reserve, which means, to me, there is a chance this team thinks that he will be able to play before that fifth week or fourth game that he would have to miss if they were to put him on IR. I think that's all it means. I think that the Bengals truly don't know what the recovery is going to look like for Jamar Chase, waiting for that bone healing, waiting to see if that reported labral tear is actually causing him pain or not. And they're probably going to be in a place in a few weeks where they might have to reevaluate and and figure out where they're going to go. But there's a chance that he gets back, and if he can play, before that four-game window that would be required if the Bengals did put him on IR, well, carrying him on the 53 where you have healthy scratches anyway isn't going to be detrimental to the team. So that's why I think they're keeping him on the 53 for now. What do you think, James? It, it is, yeah. And, and look, they're waiting for that bone to heal. He's going to have to play through the labrum tear. If he, re- if he returns this year, that's what's going to have to happen. Otherwise, he's going to have to uh, undergo surgery, and it's going to be a while. So you hope that that's this offseason. You hope he's having it you know, after drinking a bunch of champagne in the middle of February, right? And and so that's their hope. But you just don't know how quick a bone is going to heal. No one knows. And it is a hairline fracture. So you would imagine that it should take some time, but not all of the time. And so I think that that's the route they're going. And, and I, I do think it makes sense. But I also get the people that are like, oh, well, just, just let them heal. I think they are going to let them heal. I think they're just like, yeah. well... This dude's a freak show. 
maybe that bone is going to heal quicker. And we've seen him, he played with this. So if the bone is healed, then there's nothing holding him back. Like I think he'll be able to play through the pain from the tear. So I, I think that that's the, the part of it that they're sort of waiting on. And, and the other thing, and I just want to hammer this home because there's been some that have gotten it confused, I guess, weeks versus games. Jamar Chase, if they put him on injured reserve, he would be out until at least December 4th against the Chiefs. He wouldn't play against the Titans, wouldn't play against, play against the Steelers. They obviously have the bye. He'd be out for the Panthers game. And so what I think the Bengals are doing by not placing him on IR is saying, all right, we know we're not going to have you for Cleveland. We know you're not, we're not going to have you for Carolina. Then we have a bye. That's three weeks. Mm-hmm. Let's rescan this thing after the bye, see where you're at. And maybe you can play against Pittsburgh, or maybe you'll be able to suit up against Tennessee. Two games that are obviously going to be important to their chances in the AFC. Two teams, one, the Titans vying for a playoff spot. The other one, obviously, an AFC North opponent that beat you earlier this season. They do need to get that AFC North win, and that starts this week. We'll get into that shortly. The only thing I want to add, James, is that the the torn labrum in the hip is a bit of a mystery right now. We, we it, it, As is the hip fracture, actually. We don't know which bone, and there's like five different bones this could refer to. This actually got this quote-unquote hairline fracture, which also, from a like medical nomenclature perspective, doesn't tell us a whole lot, other than probably whatever's broken is not displaced, and probably this isn't an avulsion fracture. So th- those are the two things that hairline fracture tells us. F- from what I understand, this isn't like particularly uh, descriptive medical terminology. The, the torn labrum uh, part is interesting because my understanding about this injury... And it is in his hip, by the way. This yeah, isn't a shoulder, not, just not a to shoulder. be clear. Yeah. Yeah, 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 multiple labrums in the body, not the shoulder labrum that T. Higgins and uh, Logan Wilson had to get surgery to correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a similar piece of, of anatomy. It's cartilage. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't heal on its own very well. It doesn't have a lot of blood supply because it's really in the, the, the joint, is my understanding. But the, the important thing that I was trying to hit here is for some people – these are totally asymptomatic injuries. My understanding is you could take, you could put me and James and all of our listeners into an MRI and look at our hip labrums. And some of us with no hip pain are going to have labral tears. So it's possible that they found this thing and it's not even, I'm not saying it's not causing him pain, but it's possible that Mm -hmm. this is just something they happen to find that isn't causing him problems. If it is causing him problems, then yeah, maybe there's an off season surgery to correct it. Honestly, I'm hoping that's not required because the recovery from, I mean, we saw it with T Higgins and Logan Wilson in the shoulder, the recovery is similar in the hip. It can be, you know, three to nine months, depending on the person. And hopefully for a professional athlete getting really good care is on the shorter side, but it's not, it's not a nice recovery for a laparoscopic sure. surgery. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, you never want to undergo surgery. I, I just, odds are, if I had to guess, Jamar comes back this season at some point yeah. and he's going to have to play through some pain. Maybe not. Maybe you're right. Right. But, but I just, that's kind of how I have it. Cause clearly he was dealing with some pain uh, in the past two weeks and was able to play through it. And, and is and that the, is that the fracture? Is that the tear? Is that both? I, maybe, maybe there's also that hip flexor strain. Maybe there's also a muscle thing going on. Cause that's what was sure. originally reported. Right. And so maybe there's just a whole, 
a whole lot going on. But the the news we have for now is that he's not going on IR, which means, Mm -hmm. as James points out, there is a slim chance, I would say, that he's back for the Steelers game after the bye, a slightly bigger chance maybe going every week after that. There's also a chance that they're going to look at this thing in four weeks and say, you know, this this isn't going the way we think it needs to. And and there is a, a negative outcome here, but let's not talk about that. They're expecting sure. a full recovery. They're expecting this to be a bone healing issue and then a, a pain management issue, which suggests that he could get back and, and should get back this season. Tyler Boyd in the locker room, for example, calling it a nagging injury, not calling it, you know, uh, uh, a really bad injury or anything like that. Yeah, they just they need that bone to heal and you don't yeah. know. That's a, it's a risk because you don't know if it's going to be three weeks, if it's going to be six weeks, or if it's going to be longer for whatever reason. So Jamar put those feet up, play some Call of Duty, relax, listen to Locked On Bengals, and uh, and get right because they're they're certainly going to need you um, in the near future with that December January slate. And they will have to find a way to win without him in the interim. And I, I think they can do it, James. We can talk a little bit about the schedule coming up, maybe after this game. We have to talk, though, about their Week 8 matchup. Halloween, Cleveland, Monday Night Football. And there's a lot of injuries on both sides of this one. So let's dive into some of these matchups and get into a bit of a game preview coming up next. Today's show brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. BetterHelp Therapy is modern therapy that is going to help you find solutions to your problems. So many times... It, people focus on the problems and not necessarily not necessarily the solutions. Well, everyone deserves to feel their best, and BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist, and they have screening questions that let you find a therapist right away, and you can switch therapists at any time. And you can get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. James, let's dive into this game. The Bengals taking on the Browns for the first time this season. Joe Burrow, very aware of his record against the Browns. The Bengals ready to... I mean, the Browns have take. Been- beating up the Bengals for a while, but you have a take. Yeah, I have a take. I just wanted to, to, to start with the take. Might as well. Perfect. So we, we've spent a lot of time on Jamar Chase this week, right? Mm-hmm. A lot. The Bengals also going to be without DJ Reader. Logan Wilson returning, Trey Hendrickson returning. Is it wild to think that the Browns are just as shorthanded? No. Because, because to me, Denzel Ward is such a huge part of what they do. He's still out with the concussion. I just assumed – that he would be back after missing a couple of weeks. He's not back. So I, I hope told you we'd well have to keep an Denzel. eye on that one. No doubt. I mean, it's get well soon. That's scary now mm-hmm. um, for him. And they're always scary, but sure, certainly more scary now you're missing multiple weeks in such a huge game. David Njoku, we knew he wouldn't be able to play. 
but that's a big part of their offense. He's wide receiver two for them, just mm-hmm. to, to be clear, and, and certainly a red zone threat. But then Wyatt Teller, who we're going to talk about this run game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and they're going to be uh, using Kareem Hunt every which way probably to show him off so they can deal him to, yeah. to the Rams or, or the Bills or whoever they want to deal him to But before the trade deadline. But like Wyatt Teller is a, an awesome lineman. And guess where you were worried about the Bengals' defensive line? Well, the interior with Reader and you know Josh Tupo out. Well, that takes a little bit of, of pressure off of them. So, yeah, I think the Browns are, are just as shorthanded. And, and the Bengals, they, they get a break here. No Denzel Ward, no Jamar Chase. All right, so it's one versus one. And they, they should still be able to operate and, and move the ball. And then stopping the run game is still going to be tough. But without Wyatt Teller, it's, it's not as tough. And, of course – they they also lose their center right in the off season, yeah, sure. So and we and everybody wanted the Bengals to sign the guy. So the the offensive line on of the interior for the Browns now, Ethan po- Pochick, Pochick. I actually yeah instead of JC yeah instead of Treader JC Treader instead of JC Treader yeah. right guard man these names for the Browns on the inter Hjalte Froholt who's actually a guy that I think I wanted the Bengals to take a flyer on. When he came out uh, in in 2020 or something, uh, but the, the Joel Batonio is still there. He's still good. Jedrick Will still there. Still good. Jack Conklin still there. Still good. But you're right. The the interior guys not not necessarily the the interior guys that the Bengals faced here last year. I still think the Browns are probably going to be able to find some success in the running game. I think they're going to have to. But something I think I mentioned earlier in the week is Kevin Stefanski doesn't have the patience that Arthur Smith has with his running game. And you've seen that they're willing to put the ball in Jacoby Brissett's hands more than last week Atlanta was willing to put the ball in Marcus Mariota's hands. And so you go back to game script again this week against these teams that love to run the ball, that want to shorten the game, all this stuff. If you can get up on them and you can start fast the way the Bengals started fast against Atlanta last week, then you you can make things harder from from just a scripting perspective, it's harder to run the ball when you're down. Obviously, there's a psychological no aspect there. There's a urgency, practical aspect there. Like you don't have as much time if you're trailing to stick with that and be patient with that. And so, I, I think that'll be again a, a pretty interesting factor this week. Last week, the Bengals won the game and in, in, on their first four drives, and then they decided to finish it right. And, mm-hmm. and if they could do the same thing this week, that would be obviously ideal but the the challenge this week is adapting right and figuring out how are we going to do this without jamar mm-hmm. and they've been spending the whole week thinking about it they, they did bring in dd westbrook by the way uh for, for a workout on saturday in addition to several other receivers daz newsome and uh a, a couple other guys i'm I, finding their names now javonta payton and victor bolden most I of the black guys here yeah i which I'll, I'll be honest. I hate. I hate this idea. They they don't. What are we doing? But I, as you mentioned, and you mentioned it last week, technically now, as people listen to this, potentially, they've loved DD. They've loved themselves some DD Westbrook, and so DD Westbrook might be to me as long as he worked out and, and did what they were probably expecting him to do. I feel like he's the front runner. Daz Newsom is also a notable name, and so those are the two. That would stand out the most to me. And, and they, I will say this, they watched a lot of Daz Newsom tape last year in that draft because 
Who else were they watching? Your boy. Go ahead. You remember? You went Did to you Washington. No, he, he, went, he got drafted by Washington, the deep threat out of North Carolina. You don't remember? Oh, Diami Brown, of course. Diami Brown, yeah. Wait. So, oh, yeah. Daz Newsom was UNC. I thought he was Louisville for some reason. Okay, no, that's no. why I thought Tutu for some I'm reason. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure. No, you're Am right. Am I wrong? You're right. You're right. Okay. You're right. So, uh, so they're, they're familiar with him just because – not that I think they were in love with Daz Newsom in, in, in the draft, but they were definitely looking at Diami Brown. I think there, I'm for some reason, I'm I'm not a clear memory. I thought there was some interest in Daz Newsom as well. Maybe it was maybe. Just I mean, he got drafted in the sixth round. Um, yeah. So they they had their shot at him. So uh, we'll see. The, it's it's an interesting mix of guys. For whatever it's worth, by the way, Didi Westbrook, Daz Newsom, Victor Bolden, all of more slot kind of oriented receivers. Some of them, Didi Westbrook in particular, has played outside as well. Javante Payton is the more vertical guy here the more explosive athlete here who's got questions. I think a little bit as like, what can he do as an actual football player? Anyway, that that's a bit of a sidebar. The Bengals need to figure out how to attack this defense of the Browns without Jamar chase. And you still have T Higgins and Tyler Boyd who are having fantastic seasons. Trenton Irwin sounds like he's likely going to be the practice squad call up as Stanley Morgan's not going to play, but Denzel Ward not out there. And so it's Martin Emerson, Greedy Williams, Greg Newsom at corner. And and this is a defense, Grant Delpit, John Johnson at safety, not playing great this year. This is a defense that hasn't been good this year. Just like the Falcons defense hadn't been good this year. I know they have practice squad corners. These guys are NFL corners. There's a difference. But collectively, the Browns defense has consistently underachieved this year. You have mm-hmm. to deal with Miles Garrett. Yep. You have to deal with Jadavion Clowney. And, and those guys were also banged up. Clowney, DNP limited this week. Garrett's still dealing with some bumps and bruises from, from his car accident. Uh, JOK, Owusu Koromoa, also missing some practice this week. I think he's questionable officially. Newsom also questionable. I think they're going to play. But find ways to continue to make the Browns defense look bad. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. the thing you have to deal with to do that is really Miles Garrett. Yeah. Keep keep Burrow upright and let him slice and dice and dissect his way downfield. It, it is that simple. I, I think if they keep Burrow upright, he's still going to be able to find T and Tyler, mm-hmm. and you'll mix in some Mike Thomas, who, by the way, had a touchdown reception against the Browns on Thursday night football two years ago. Right? So it's, it's not like he hasn't had some success at First Energy Stadium, which matters to a guy that hasn't played in a while. He's like, oh, yeah, I caught a touchdown here on a slant that got it, kept us back, you know, and got us back in the game in the fourth quarter. I, um, this offense should still be able to move the ball. And part of that, part of my confidence in that is they don't have this island corner in Denzel Ward that is just going to be chasing T all over. There's a reason Jamar Chase told me before the, the on-site viral comments. It, it was in OTAs. We were back in the locker room. I was like, Jamar, I was just introducing myself, getting to know him. It's like, the best corner you face he's like man denzel ward's awesome mm-hmm. it's awesome and and so not having him that's a big loss for this defense for this browns defense um the, the key to me on offense if you can start fast because this is a desperate browns team this is a woodshed game woodshed moment start fast take the crowd out of it a little bit it's going to completely just like you did last week completely derail any type of momentum. If you start slow and, and it's, ah, oh man, no Jamar Chase, they look out of sync, 
you know what? Those first first 15 plays are as important as any plays in this game to me because you got to keep Burrow upright throughout. But if you can jump out on them, doubt will creep in. You'll get the boo birds. Like it, it will not be hard to get boos here. They've lost four straight, right? Get up 10 nothing. Get up 14 nothing. Score right away and then force them to go three and out. Like if you do that, it, it's um, mm-hmm. it, it can turn really, really quickly in front of a crowd that's going to be really hyped. I think there's an opportunity to run the ball here as well this week, especially sure. inside the Browns interior on defense is just, it's just straight up bad. I mean, maybe they make plays in this game. Maybe they play well, but by, by and large this year, the interior of that defense for the Browns has not been good. It's been neglected. It's been a major point of contention for Browns fans. Jadavion Clowney, Miles Garrett, still good players. Jeremiah Obusu-Kormoa, good player. But there's a vulnerability there. And, you know, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, still really good. And so continuing to use the underneath part of the field the way they did so effectively last week against the Browns, using the middle of the field with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, it's going to look different. And they'll have to find new ways to be explosive. That'll be the big challenge this week. But that's what's ahead of this team. And that's what they have to figure out in this defense, again, leaves something to be desired. So the Bengals should find ways to move the ball. But what happens when the Browns have the ball? Nick Chubb, man, that guy is uh, quite good at football. But is there anything else to really threaten the Bengals' defense? Let's dive into that coming up next. Whether you're looking to pop the question or have a milestone to celebrate or want to let your love sparkle, if you're outside of the Cincinnati area, Blue Nile can help make your celebrations even more memorable. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Maybe you're looking for a piece of fine jewelry to commemorate a special milestone, but you're having trouble choosing? Well, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find that gift. Make your moment sparkle if you're outside of the Cincinnati area with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's Blue Nile, B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com with code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com, promo code LOCKEDON. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. When the Browns have the football, you're worried about Nick Chubb. You're worried about Joel Batonio, Jack Conklin, these good blocking offensive linemen, the most elusive and powerful and complete running back in the NFL and Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. And then there's Amari Cooper in the play action game that they're going to try to work in. And, you know, they don't have David Njoku, like you said. There's Donovan Peoples-Jones. you got to keep him in front of you. Cam Taylor-Britt, by the way, in line to start for Eli Going Apple. to start, yes. So Eli, not not so happy about, about it. but I, I mean, he's got a hamstring. What's he going to do? Is he actually unhappy about it? Why, why do you say I, that? I think so, yeah. I th- of course. He's benched. He got benched well, last he's hurt. week. Uh, he got benched last week. He was limited Wednesday, then it slowly tailed off. Is, is he hurt? Yeah, I think he's hurt. I also think Cam Taylor-Britt was starting this week regardless. 
Yeah, but That's if all. Eli's just like not active, it's I guess it's sure. a nice it's nice timing I, for the Bengals coaching staff. I, I correct because I think Cam Taylor Britt was starting regardless. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. Okay. That, that doesn't mean that he's going to start for the rest of the season. Played more snaps last week. I mean, it's not really that takey. Yeah. You know? I mean, so. last week, like we said at the time, I think Atlanta team, they felt really good about what they were doing. That you know, the, the Atlanta receivers don't necessarily threaten you a ton outside of then, Drake London. So, and then Demir Bird said, "Hey, hey, yeah." Ah. <laughs> well. Maybe the Bengals should go get Demir Bird. Uh, the the Bengals, though, in this game, do get Trey Hendrickson back. No Josh Tupo, no DJ Reader again. They do get Logan Wilson back, James, like you said. So mm-hmm. not having DJ, kind of a bummer for this kind of game against this kind yeah. of offense. But last week, outside of one drive, they were really quite good against Atlanta, who I know was missing Cordero Patterson, but have been very efficient in the running game, even without him. Not quite at the level of the Browns, who I do think have probably the best running game in the NFL and have for, feels like three years now, four years. Yeah, The entire Callahan-Chubb era has been very kind to the Browns running game. But with some of those injuries, some of the replacements on the offensive line, and the way the Bengals' defense has played this year, there's reason to have some optimism here that they'll be able to slow Chubb down. It comes down to tackling, and he's very hard to tackle. The Bengals had a bad tackling game uh, against, well, a couple of weeks ago against against the Saints, I think, in the running game. Needs to be a little bit better this week, more like they've done all year. Mm-hmm. And and Nick Chubb's going to make that hard on you, but but that's going to be really important in this game. You have to stack them up. You know, it can't be just one guy. Like if it's Von Bell versus Nick Chubb, all right, well. Nick Chubb's going to win. And I like, I think Von Bell is a great tackler, right? But if it's 24 versus 24, you know, Jesse Bates made some great tackles in space last week. Going to be hard to do that against Nick Chubb. And so it's got to be a gang tackling approach. Sam Hubbard this week called Nick Chubb the best running back in the NFL. And he did it like on one podcast and one interview, then another interview, then another interview. Like he's, he's been very consistent with that message this week that Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL. And I I agree with him. He's consistent. Obviously I covered him for a bit and, and I, I think he's threat number one. So Miles Garrett's threat number one overall. Nick Chubb is right there with him and certainly number one on the Browns offense. And then there's a couple of rungs before anybody else, even though Amari Cooper's really good, even though Kareem Hunt's dangerous with the ball. Nick Chubb is the guy. If you slow him down, it's uh, it's going to go a long way towards you winning. If, and if you flip it, if he gets going, then, man, it, it, things can open up. It doesn't need to be. Uh, you know, this crazy game for Jacoby Brissett. And he can still find ways play action-wise to get the ball to Amari Cooper and to get the ball to their other tight ends within Joku out and push the ball downfield maybe to Donovan Peoples-Jones. So yeah. start with 24, slow him down, and it'll go a long way towards stopping this this offense. Make Jacoby Brissett beat you. Make, make Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones beat you. Because while the... Against while your get- secondary, because your secondary is good. Where, where, yeah, you feel good about it. And the Amari Cooper, uh, Chidobe Abuzier matchup this week, by the way, after Cheeto got the best of him in the, the offseason NFL chess tournament, and, and these guys obviously <laughs> teammates back in Dallas, th- that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Just a couple stats on Nick Chubb because these are like pretty mind blowing. He's forced 47 missed tackles, according to PFF this year, which is, is nine more. Then the guy in second place, Damian Pierce at 38, and is 36 more 
than Joe Mixon's 11 forced missed tackles this year. Obviously very different running backs, but I mean, when you just talk about the differences there. For sure. Woo. The other one, after contact, four yards after contact, which is actually not the best in the NFL, but is very close and certainly is the most for a very high volume running back. Joe Mixon, by a, comparison, at like two. He has over 500 yards after contact this year. It's insane. Like, think about it, 500 yards after contact. Like, yeah. So the, it, th- their offensive line, let's say they don't have the best day. Well, guess what? Chubb is still getting every yard that's out there and then some. So hard to tackle. I say running backs don't matter sometimes. Nick Chubb, one of the few that, that right now matters. definitely does. Uh, the last one that's fun on Nick Chubb, 24 runs of 10-plus yards this year, which is five more than Josh Jacobs, 19. And uh, where's Joe Mixon on this list? There he is, seven. For Joe Mixon, obviously the Bengals running game not working the way the Browns is, but but you just compare those numbers, the the gap between Chubb and like number three on this list is is nine out of twenty four. It's it's pretty wild how how good of a year he's had, averaging nearly six yards per carry overall. Khalil Herbert, by the way, six point two. Shout out Khalil Herbert and the Bears. Uh, mm-hmm. not that we need to get into that, but that's why it's just so important, right? Yeah. You, you make the Browns beat you any other way yep. if you can. And without yep. DJ Reader and without some bodies on that interior, that's harder. But, you know, Sam Hubbard, our guy, Jay Tufele, my guy, Jay Tufele, uh, if they can step up again and make some of those plays again, that that's a big part of how to slow this Browns offense down. Yeah. And I, I think it's prediction time. I'm re- revising yeah, it because it. it was ages away. Uh, yeah. The last prediction I made, my goodness, think about how different these games, this game was when I made Indeed. that prediction during our crossover. I'm still taking the Bengals, spoiler alert. I, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be ugly at times. I think there's going to be some significant lulls in this Bengals offense where maybe they do try to get the running game going and it doesn't go as well or there's an incomplete or two that you, you're used to it happening and completing, but they're they're going to have to work through some things without Jamar Chase. The good news is Denzel Ward isn't there, and I think they're going to be able to do enough to Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney, but mostly Miles Garrett, to slow him down, keep Joe Burrow upright enough. Bengals get a W on Monday Night Football. Evan McPherson, game winner late, because Money Mac always delivers, even on Monday nights when banks have closed. 23-20, Money gets the win Bengals improve to five and three you like the uh relatively low scoring game yeah All yeah right. I, I i you think it's going to be high school you think the Bengals are going to drive 30 plus sure you just think they're going to roll over them it's this environment's crazy up i know i'm in cleveland as we record this it it's gonna be I, I know i i think that uh they could surprise us i don't know the browns defense has been bad against like worse offenses, even without sure. Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, really good and, and important not to undersell that. Joe Burrow still I, the quarterback of the Bengals. I just think there's an adjustment period when you lose Chase because yeah. everything's it, it, like revolving around. It, it's like him and Burrow and then everything else revolves around. It, it means you can't throw those little 15-yard go stops and have Jamar Chase run at 40 yards after the catch. You know, th- he's, And he's done that two weeks in a row. So you lose that explosive, unpredictable, like, you know, lightning in a bottle aspect of Jamar Chase, but the rest of the offense has been good. Do they go back under center? Do they stay in shotgun? That's a big shotgun. thing. I'm watching shotgun this week. 
I think they need to stay in shotgun. Absolutely. I don't think losing Jamar Chase means you go back under center, try to put two tight ends on the field, especially when your tight end two is Mitch Wilcox. So no, hey, no shade to Mitch Wilcox. Mitch Wilcox is a great ping pong great player. Great what? Great football player? Ping pong player. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear you. Uh, and I like Mitch. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no shade of Mitch Wilcox. And he Wilcox. can catch. He can catch. I, I hope he goes off this week, but it, it's you're you're not scaring people in twelve personnel. So it's not like they have great other options. Is it more two running back stuff? I, I don't know. They don't seem very inclined to do that sort of thing. So it's do the things that you've been consistent with. Man, Running it's out Mike of the Thomas shotgun. season. It's Mike Thomas season. Let's go, Mike T. Eighty's about, about to have eighty. Okay, that's that's a big, that's a hot take. Uh, utilizing 80, 80 those yards. gaps in the zone, right, and and finding Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins underneath, and and adapting. It's going to be an ad- adaptation. You're right about that. And I just, I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. Weird things happen. You can't let Miles Garrett wreck the game. That's what I'm most concerned about. That is what would derail the Bengals offense this week. But they've been going. Joe Burrow's been playing well. And and it all goes through the quarterback. So I'm looking at Joe Burrow to keep it going here. Yeah, I, I think he's certainly capable. And it's a good test. And, by the way, if you, you were in on let, – let's say you went to bet online and wagered on Joe Burrow for MVP at any point. This is the time where he could really – really separate him. So you, you tell me sure. if he goes goes on the road with no Jamar Chase and puts up big numbers, that that's not going to help and, and launch him and vault him into the MVP conversation? Yeah. Certainly could. So we'll, we'll see if he can get it done on Monday night. And you know he's motivated. We'll be back after Monday Night Football with your game recap right here on Locked on Bengals, covering the Cincinnati Bengals every day. Until next time, Bengals fans, enjoy Monday Night Football. Happy Halloween. Who day? And have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.